Welcome to Comic Book Curious. Can you tell us your name and your occupation? Nate, so nice uh, for having me. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jan Rosner. I am the co-founder and CEO of One Earth Rising, a social impact gaming company. Ooh-wee. I can't wait for y'all to hear about this company. It is on fire. Uh, okay, Jan, who is your favorite superhero and why? So, hmm, how to tell, change a little bit over the time when I, you know, kind of grew up. But you know, one all-time hero, always Wolverine, but also Spawn. And you can uh, kind of guess here a little bit the the direction I'm going. Always like the the underdog. How do you call that again? Not the the counter superhero, but the the the, the one you wouldn't expect, the right? Anti-hero. The anti-hero, exactly. Thank you. So, who is a bit uh, badass? Who has? Uh, not the best behavior all the time, but in the end has a really big heart and does the right thing for the right reasons. So that's who doesn't really uh, likes to spend too much time in the limelight, but rather be behind the scenes and change the world for good. That's a great answer. I love it. (laughs) Okay. If you could have one superhero power, what would it be? I would like to retain all the knowledge that I gather and pick it up by really quickly just looking at a book, for example, or just scanning a Wikipedia page and just retain all that knowledge. I think knowledge is king. Knowledge is the key to everything. And it really uh, helps us to educate ourselves better, but also understand others better. Oh, man, that is a good one. Okay, uh, what is your superhero power now? What is my superhero power now? Um, If you want to say, if this goes in this direction, I think, you know, I would say definitely uh, empowering other people and uh, making them kind of like, what's the word? So really getting them excited about an idea, really talking about something which then they translating a passion to others i think that's my superpower and getting them engaged and following me on that path uh, i'm grateful i'm surrounded by an incredible team uh, in my company a management team that believes in the vision and the mission that we have put down for our company and really that is the the so quote-unquote superpower if you would uh, want that I was able to translate that to them and make them believe in it. I love it. So I guess that one of the questions is, what is your passion? So why don't you tell us a little bit about this company that you that you're talking about? Sure. So One is Rising is a so uh, is super is a, a social impact gaming company. And so what that means is that we use really great immersive experiences in the video game space in the um, streaming space and others to come to engage people around the world and create a playful path to social impact. So what we want to do is to, for you, if you engage with our products and games and streams and so forth, to just have fun, be surrounded in a community that loves to be engaging, entertaining environment. But at the same time, you don't have to really think you're doing good in the world. So the, the goal and my vision is to have this, you know, playing out in games, in events, in streams, in uh, everything you can think of comic books. And just by reading a comic book, you're doing something good in the world. You're changing something. You're planting a tree. You're uh, you know, cleaning water. You're putting, taking plastic out of the ocean. So just by having fun, that's my goal. That's I love that. I believe so deeply in that. What, what are some issues that you care deeply about? I, and for those of you who don't know, I just found out that he was an Air Force pilot. So cool. In Germany, right? <laughs> In Germany, yeah. So with a helicopter pilot for the German Air Force, yeah. Amazing, man. Good amount of my uh, 
no, I was going to say childhood, you know, we don't have uh, <laughs> child uh, soldiers in Germany. Uh, for the good amount of my younger years, yeah, I spent uh, my life there. So I'm very passionate about climate. I'm very passionate about animals, but frankly, also human beings. So I turned vegan six months ago. That's a very new experience for myself, where I thought to myself, you know, uh, the meat industry or, you know, I don't want to get too political, but many of these aspects where we're consuming contributes to climate change in a very large way. So my passion or my idea really, if I, my company is all about saving the world through playful engagement, I really need to practice what I preach and I need to change my life of dieting or my diet. And um, yeah, I did. And so, you know, my compassion for living creatures uh, is supported through that. And then also the, the environment, obviously, ocean very much. Has that impacted your weight or your health or how you feel at all or not? 100%, 100%. So definitely uh, my health. I I felt, I don't know if you know, I've, you know, uh, a little plug in here, this documentary Game Changers, if you ever oh, yeah, yeah. heard of it, seen it, it's yeah. a game changer. <laughs> oh, literally. yeah. It's insane what they're saying there. And I, I, you know, I always, when I see something like that, I want to test this for myself. Yeah. So when I watched it, I was blown away. Yeah. So I want to see, mm, is this really true? So that was part, you know, my, when I when people ask me why I'm vegan, it's kind of like a three pillar answer. This is the second pillar. That was part of that experience to see, is this really true? Does it change? And Nate, I tell you, three weeks in, it felt like a rush of oxygen running through my body. I was more alert, more aware of my surroundings. I was recovering faster, stronger. And then obviously, you might, I mean, you have to take care of what you eat and how, also how much you eat because now, you know, it's not the quick stop at the deli where you get your sandwich with some, with some uh, you know, cut meats. Yeah. But you need to think about where you get your stuff and you also don't want to end up only eating bread all the time. Yeah. So that's a little bit diff uh, difficult, uh, more difficult, but it's also le led a little bit to, you know, uh, weight loss there and muscle loss. But that's just me because I need to focus differently now. I'm still in that training circle. But I tell you, I feel so much better. My sleep is better. Yeah, performance-wise, I'm really happy. That's great. Man, you're an awesome guy. Okay, who is an everyday superhero that you know in your life? And then who, uh, the second question is, who would you like to ha have dinner with or work with that you don't know, that you would be like, I would love to work with Bill Gates or Elon Musk or mm -hmm. Mother Teresa, but she's not around anymore, whoever. Okay, first question. Um, so I have a lot of friends in the... LGBTQ community and or LGBTQ plus as we say and uh, it's interesting for me I was just invited I think it was a birthday and so as your reaction you know oh, you were in, in war Afghanistan you were a soldier and I thought to myself wow this is incredible thank you yeah? but you guys you know for us as soldiers it's, in, it's quote unquote easy to fight a foreign force or an enemy that threatens our lives or the lives of our loved ones or back you know there's a there's there's a difference right so this that's you that's us yeah but members of the lgbtq community are fighting this this fight every day and against their own people that's the that's i mean i i cannot even imagine how much suffering and how much power you need to go through this every day 
and they're my superheroes. It's incredible. It's so sad at one time, at the one side, but it's incredible to see that these people, that, that this community is standing up for itself every day and fighting every day. And I wish for them that this fight will soon end and we'll try to make everything happen uh, for the community that it will end soon. So that's, that's my answer to part one. Everyday superheroes. Great. You know, before you move on, I just yeah. uh, met a, a lady who runs an organization called Gay for Good. And it's an awesome organization that gay people go and do social uh, impact volunteering. And typically not at gay functions. Most 99% are not. And it's just a way for them to do things, to volunteer, to get out in the community, to show to show this beautiful community of connecting to people because if you know them right a lot of my best friends are gay then then there's no uh disconnect it's it's just oh yeah my uncle's gay my friend's gay my thing as if you know yep. someone uh it's a different thing as opposed to oh i don't know any gay people or i love how i just talk in a southern accent like, <laughs> but but you know you know what yeah i'll connect you to her she's a an, it's an amazing organization they're in 17 cities Fantastic, fantastic. Actually, you know, we're working on a VR uh, event concept there. Maybe that would be a perfect fit to tie into as uh, beneficiary or so. You know, yeah. um, would love to meet her. Absolutely. See, this is how this, this is how this goes. Yeah. I love this. Um, the person that I would love to meet. I mean, it's kind of like the, you know, it's for maybe for different reasons than other people say. That's a Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I think this man just has his heart at the right place and is such a hard worker. Would love to, I, I find him inspiring as a, as a person. I find him inspiring as a creator. I find him inspiring as a human being that is carry, caring a lot for others. So that's one part. And then I also would love to meet Bill Gates because I think, you know, what he's doing right now in the space of vaccinations uh, with his philanthropy work, I think this is fantastic. And I would love, he would be the one, you know, when he had this to, 2015, I believe, or 2017 talk, talking about the germ games. I mean, he meant obviously like war games, like simulations, but I think we could build germ games to really help a kind of like a, a community to simulate what could happen amongst this, like uh, better than any uh, supercomputer could do, because the human factor would be included in there, right? And you're just doing reactions and that's kind of like a simulation and educate people at the same time. I would be fascinated by that. That's a great idea. That's great. Good. Okay, cool. Those are great answers. All right, I'm going to try to remember my speed round uh, for you. One or two word answers. Okay, ready? Batman or Iron Man? Batman. Sweet or salty? Salty. Fly or teleport? Fly. Favorite Thanks. meal? Oh, pasta. Ooh. Okay. Favorite five songs or and uh, your favorite artist that you listen to at the end of the day? Uh, Michael Jackson. Ooh. For all, for all the good and bad. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I know. A creator Ugh. of incredible music that affected my whole life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cyclops or Wolverine? Wolverine. <laughs> Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Super strong or super smart? Super smart. Beach, mountains, or forest? Beach. Ooh. Love best, the water. Yeah, that's a good one. Best non-male character? Best non-male character, um, Marie Curie. Who's that? Marie Curie uh, oh. invented... Yeah. 
Marie Curie. How about like superhero character? Oh, superhero character. Okay. Um, uh, best in the superhero character. I like Catwoman. I'm Ooh. totally in that DC camp here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who would win in a battle, Marvel or DC? Marvel. <laughs> okay. I would say Marvel. Top three movies. Um, definitely Avengers Endgame, I have to say. I mean, obviously. Uh, top three. Um, oh, can I always watch again? Oh, good question. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Uh, Avatar was just oh, so yeah. touching. I loved that movie. And um, funny enough... What was the other one? Uh, I mean, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars, the fir first Star Wars. The first one. Actually, actually, no, actually, the third one. I mean, we're talking about like you know the yeah. original ones, right? So the Return the, of the, the Jedi, the sixth one, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, two other questions, quick one answers. New York or Chicago style pizza? New York. Yes. That's How my about city? That's my city. Yeah. Hell yeah. Favorite illustrator is it Todd McFarlane? Or is it someone else? I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I just love image and uh, spawns uh, create. Uh, Top McFarlane is just incredible. You know? Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's 100%. How about writer? Favorite writer? Ooh, oh, that's harder. Can I go also like uh, like Goshkin, which is basically Asterix and Obelix? I don't know if you guys know that. What is uh, it? That's like a Belgian comic book about these uh, Gaelic Gaelic warriors back in the days in the Roman Empire. Oh. And the, the last resort, the last remaining village is fighting the Romans and, you know, with superpowers and stuff like that. It's in, it's in Belgium comic and Goshkin is the, the writer there. I, I always come. I think it's good. Yeah. It's called Goshkin. One of them is the writer. It's amazing. These stories, they were just like, they have accompanied me with throughout my entire life. And, uh, you know, I don't know why, why Germany has such an affinity to Belgian comic books. There's like also Lucky Luke, Tintin, all of these different comics. And my parents would just have all of them there for me to explore. That was my entrance or entry into the comic book world. Oh, I'm... Tell... What is it like... I tell talk more about being a German comic book lover and 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 a European. <laughs> I, I I I haven't learned anything about. I mean, and this is me being comic book curious, right? I, I I haven't I've been watching documentaries and and learning about Jim Lee and Jack Kirby and 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 the guys that started that started Superman in DC, but they rarely talk about European comics. So w what's happening right now in comics, if you know, or how did it start? What what have comics meant to you as a German kid? What did they mean to you? So the the, the three that I just mentioned, like Asterix and Obelix, and I, I do, there's probably like an English version of that. And uh, Tintin is it's definitely there's another one also in English, because that's the French version or Belgian version. And then Lucky Luke, that is... They were just fun, quirky stories. And we have, I think the, it's interesting. I don't think that there's really a rich German comic culture because, you know, we're like the the, the, the the country of the thinkers and poets and stuff like that, right? So we got like Goethe and all of the, these things. That's what you grow up with when you're a child, right? Uh. So you're looking left and right to the Italians, which have these funny, cute, uh, like quirky comic books the the Belgians which are a little bit more I want to say like ethnical and focusing on these different ranges of Tantan for example traveling the world I mean there was also like contro controversy about his ethnical and racial slurs that you know happened just during the time because it was just you know how 
people would think. Anywho, so to answer your question, there is not a strong comic book culture in Germany per se, like originating from Germany, but people love comic books and mainly American ones. And we have big comic book stores on the main streets and you would just go there, flip there when I was in college and when I was in school and just get my get my fix, the new comic books and what's coming out, Preacher. Uh, then we, we had all of these different things that you looked into that they would uh, get out there and you had available. Yeah. And as a child, as I said, I mean, it's more the local stuff, a lot of French it's so cool, uh, your journey as uh, a, a kid that ended up in the military and now is doing – it's such a cool journey that you have. Uh, do you think that the the narratives and the storytelling uh, – was that informed by you uh, in, the, in the Army or the Air Force rather? Uh, was that informed by your parents? Where did you get, where did you get this love uh, or this impact mind? That you have I tell the story you know always carefully because it sounds so wild but um, I always had this passion to do something I didn't know what exactly but I wanted to be part of a bigger thing so I didn't want to be the kid or the person who sits at the dinner at the TV in front of the TV and says like listen um, you know oh it's horrible what's happening in Sudan what's for dinner right I wanted to be there I wanted to be I was a very patriotic no patriotic is not the right term like you know i love valor i love mm. discipline i love the all the, of these things in regards to being a hero hence my passion to superhero characters and so forth for them so being there being in the battlefield and doing the right thing and you might you might die for it but hey you're 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 there, you're, you're inflicting, you're doing the change, right? You're there for, you're protecting your loved ones so they can live a normal life. You're there to create change. So I thought like, you know, it's a no, normal consideration then to join the forces because that's how I can create impact. Was not the case, right? Short, long story short, was not the case, wrong, huh. wrong decision. They're like, oh. Then I made it a different, so I thought like, my mom always wanted to see me in politics. So I joined the political party in my, in my country became an advisor for the uh, security advisor in the uh, reigning party there and uh-huh. uh, thought like okay maybe i can do change there was also not the case <laughs> through this journey it showed me that uh, the only all of these parties that the, the one party that is influencing all of the others is the economy and i thought to myself okay i need to become a quote-unquote influential impactful and uh, successful entrepreneur to have that and with a big network to be able to help people around the world and really create change. And that's what led me even initially to my marketing agency where I thought like, okay, okay, marketing, I can reach many people. Forgot about that. I'm actually doing marketing for others. And here now in the video game space, it's perfect. That's the biggest in the entertainment industry in the world. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. I just read that book by uh, Daniel Lubin, I believe his name is, who owns uh, or started Kind Bars and is a real big. Oh, yes. And he talked about he was going to leave his job as a uh, as the boss of Kind and just to do philanthropy. And they said, you have so much more power if you're the, the CEO of Kind Bars than you are as just a, a, an ex ex-executive so that's why he's still doing that so there's a story about uh, on how i built this guy raz yeah npr love this podcast yeah 
Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Great guy. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Fantastic. Good choice. See, that's that's exactly. We need more good people in power positions. I am uh, so pleased to know you and uh, I can't wait to, to see your video games and see all the things that, that we create in the future. Nate, I'm looking forward to that so much myself and the future is wide open for us. <laughs> There's so much opportunity just uh, one corner away. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, tell us your name one more time. I also remember not pronounced it. My name is Jan Rosner. I'm the co-founder and CEO of One Earth Rising. Thanks so much, Jan. 